welcome to an episode of Making Disciples with me, your host, Chris Rogers. Summer season has been done and dusted and we now move into September 2022. I hope you've had a great summer break. I've been on sabbatical the last couple of months and had a fantastic time. So energised and so refreshed and so excited for this new term ahead. And in today's podcast, I want to share with you uh, something that came up in a dream that I had during my sabbatical that left me with something to think about. Now, I am not somebody who has tons of prophetic dreams, but I do have dreams where I um, experience something that changes me, that makes me then uh, live differently. So I'll just give you a little example, just a daft example Many, many years ago, uh, we'd had my little boy, Isaac. He was my son. Um, But about a year before we got pregnant with Isaac, I'd had a dream. And in this dream, I was in a uh, playground playing. And there was this little girl, my daughter, and her name was Daisy. And when we got pregnant with Isaac, I was like, wow, maybe this is, you know, this is the Lord here. You know, maybe this child's gonna be called Daisy and then we found out it was a boy and it's like no obviously not that wasn't the Lord um but then a couple years later we got pregnant with our daughter and when we gave birth to her we called her Daisy because this dream that I'd had it was quite a vivid dream playing with her in the playground and then uh, a number of years later not not too far maybe two years later we're we're in the park and we're playing and by this point, we had moved from Birmingham to Harrow in, in West London and different playground, never been to this park before. And we're in the playground and I looked over at Daisy. And in that moment, I realized that that moment now I was in the park that was in the dream. And that moment that I dreamt about was was actually now it was happening. How crazy is that? how weird is that I didn't know what to make of that it was a couple of years later you know shared it with Becky so there are these moments where I I have a dream maybe that then kind of something comes out of it but I wouldn't say I'm somebody who dreams dreams or translates dreams or or any crazy stuff like that but I do have these funny dreams and I had this dream uh, during my sabbatical which I'm going to share with you in a moment and it was a dream that I woke up vividly and had to write it down and I could write down exactly what was said. So I want to read to you what was said in that dream. So friends, welcome to Making Disciples. If you are a long-term listener, it's lovely having you back. It's great to be able to put up another season of this podcast with you and have you join me. If you're new to Making Disciples, warm, warm, warm welcome. You are with friends and we're excited to get to know you. So here we go, Making Disciples, an episode about a dream that I had over the summer. So let's jump in. I don't know if you've ever come across this book, The Secret. It came out in 2006. It was all over airports uh, for a while. I came across it again this summer. Uh, I flew in and around a whole bunch of different airports in the US. So I had lots of time kind of pottering around looking at books. And it again picked up this book, The Secret, just because I was like, oh, that's been around a long time and they're still selling that book. What is that book actually about? 
and the book is exactly that it's about the secret and the sec the book says that it has a secret that if only you knew it it would transform your life and it's a secret that is essentially um that the answer is inside yourself and that whatever you dream of you can make it into reality and it's all about the secret and then you know they have stories and testimonies of people who came to know the secret and how it's transformed their lives friends it's it's complete garbage it's the kind of thing that that kind of goes around and gets reproduced and reproduced uh, over the years but it's still falling around the secret and um in some ways what i want to share with you about this dream that i had was there was something in this dream that to me felt like a true uh true depth um something that's so true that we forget it and it's almost become a secret because we've forgotten it but as i kind of read what happened in this dream uh you'll be like yeah well, we know that don't we but it's something we forget so over the summer i'd been watching a whole bunch of youtube comedy videos and i've been watching um norm mcdonald he's uh, uh was a comedian in the u.s he passed away now uh, i think about a year or a year and a half ago passed away norm mcdonald and he was on saturday night live in a whole bunch of different comedy programs and uh, he's certainly not the kind of guy that you would have preaching in your church well in my dream i dreamt that we were on a church weekend away and that we'd gone away as a church now we don't tend to go away as a church uh we tend to go to conferences but we don't, don't tend to go away but we've gone away and in this dream, every venue was miles apart. Oh my gosh, you were walking huge distances to get from your accommodation to where you were eating, uh, to where the, the main sessions were. Uh, and in this dream, I remember having to walk a heck of a long way to try and get to the venue and then realize I'm not going anything, I'm running backwards and forwards. It was quite a stressful dream. But in this dream, by the time I got to the venue, uh, unknown to me, uh, the preacher had started. And tonight's preacher was Norm MacDonald the comedian which should already be giving you maybe maybe some um alarm bells but no mcdonald is preaching and he's at the front and he preaches this little sermon and at the end of the sermon i woke up in bed i and i just came to and i could remember word for word and i just pulled out my mobile phone and I just typed up what he had been saying and this is what he said. This is what Norm MacDonald preached in my dream. Many of us feel like bad Christians. So we try harder. We pray more. We strive to be better Christians. Faith in Jesus is not about trying harder, but about a story to find ourselves in. A story to find our hope in. When I say story, many of you will question if the story is real or true. The story was an event in time that happened that we are now invited to rest in, not strive for. Jesus invites us to abide in a story, an event that's like his hands holding us. The event of grace, the event of hope, the event of the resurrection, the event of restoration, it's a story we now simply live out, living out grace, living out hope, living out res uh, resurrection and living out restoration. And then I wake up and I was just really struck. Now, you might be going, it's a big deal, Chris, you know, 
There was something in this that just really struck me. Many of us feel like bad Christians. Do you know what? If I say to my congregation, raise your hand if you feel like you're not a really good Christian. I would guess most of my congregation would raise their hand. Most of my congregation would say, I just don't read the Bible enough. I can't keep hold of my temper. Uh, I just don't pray enough. I don't come to church enough. I don't tithe enough. I'm not patient enough. I'm not kind enough. I don't serve enough. I don't love enough. We end up feeling like we're just not enough. And the thing is, when we make our faith all about what we do, we miss out on what he is. And religion very often is a scaffolding that we put in place that helps us do faith better, uh, live out our faith better. But actually, our faith in Jesus Christ is not about what we do better. Many of us feel like bad Christians. So we try harder, we pray more, and we strive to be better Christians. Friends, the game isn't to be a better Christian. That isn't the game. Uh, in fact, you know, it's just not a game at all. But, you know, it's not the game is not to be a better Christian. And sometimes we think that well, that's what we've got to strive for to earn God's approval. It really isn't. As Norm MacDonald said in my dream, faith in Jesus is not about trying harder, but about a story to find ourselves in. I love the fact in the dream he also quantified what he meant by a story. A uh, story, uh, he talks about it being a real event. Uh, that happened in time it's an event there was this event that happened this story that has happened this thing that happened in time that we now find ourselves in i think i was typing this down as fast as i could i felt like the lord was really saying something to me about not only myself but as as we as believers we get so caught up, don't we, in wanting to prove ourselves to be the best that we can be as a Christian. Uh, we think that we will um, uh, thrive, that we we would achieve more, do more, be able to be more, if only we tried harder and we could be a better Christian. And that is not what we believe in as Christians. We believe there was an event in time. This event was Jesus, his life. The incarnation his crucifixion his death and his resurrection and then the outpouring of the holy spirit this event over time this these events that happened over this 33 year window uh, it is an event a story uh, that god walked humanity through uh, and it is a story that we are now invited to live in a story where uh, Jesus Christ comes to be present to us where Jesus dies for our shortcomings and our failures and our sinfulness and he practices resurrection on us and fills us with the Holy Spirit that this story this event that happened we are invited into this so I want to just say to you for a moment do you speak to yourself saying I am not a good Christian Maybe you need to change your understanding of what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian does not mean doing stuff and doing it more and doing it better. Being a Christian is about resting in and falling into his event, his story, his presence, 
his death, his resurrection, uh, the, the Holy Spirit, the outpouring and his presence. We respond to that by wanting to encounter God, to speak to him, to be in his presence, to live for him better. But actually, that's the working out of what we believe. This event, the event of grace, hope, resurrection and restoration. Jesus invites us to abide in his story, to find hope in his story, to find our place in his story, an event that is now holding us. Jesus' death and resurrection is an event that happened that now holds you. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are experiencing, whatever you think about yourself, Christ's death and resurrection now holds you. Now, friends, you see, this mini-sermon that Norm MacDonald preached in my dream, it really got me thinking. Really got me thinking. I wonder what story you are living out. I wonder what story you are living out. Is it a story where you are the constant victim? Where everybody else is doing what they do and it's against you. So you feel like you are a victim. And every choice that you make doesn't work because somebody else got there faster or quicker or better and you're the victim. Or that you had something that was taken away from you and now you are the victim now be very careful here some of us we are victims uh, we are victims of what has happened to us but we have to be really careful sometimes we behave as if we play out this victim story that we aren't actually the victim at all we just didn't get what we want the way that we wanted it so are you living out a story where you are a victim what about a story shaped by a work culture or a wider civic culture uh, you know each workplace has a narrative it has this is how we do things around here uh, workplaces can have a story that says uh, we honor those that go above and beyond we bless those and we give bonuses to those who work extra hours who burn themselves out achieving what they're achieving for the company or uh, a company that works out a story that says uh, we celebrate sacrificing family uh, for achieving and status and, and bonuses and pay. Work more, work faster, work longer. That's the story that we live around here. Um, what about a wider civic culture? Uh, I live in a neighbourhood where the story is uh, nobody cares, nobody's interested. Um, we live in an area that is uh, disillusioned. Therefore, the story here is, who cares? Uh, so you end up just seeing people throwing litter on the floor and disregarding stuff in the streets. And it's just, you see people's rubbish just lying around because they're living out a story. That they're playing out from a civic, wider civic culture that, that says, actually, Tower Hamlets, that's where I live, Tower Hamlets. Nothing good could come of there. No one good can come of there. That's not true because we know that Dizzy Rascal came from here. But anyway, what about the story of uh, just having a stiff upper lip you know this one is interesting this is what got britain through the second world war the first and second world war we will have a stiffer up up lip we will not grieve uh we will not show our um our hurt our feelings because it shows that that other person has won so we have a stiff upper lip and we just press on a story that just says look if you just show you're strong 
and show you that you, you, you've got it all together, then you'll get on through. The story of the stiff upper, upper lip. What a story that you could be living out where nothing good could come about for you or your future. It may well be that you've been told nothing good will come of you or uh, you're, you've experienced some sad things in your life. Therefore, you think your future is going to be exactly the same as the past. A story where nothing good could come about. What about a story about status? If you could work harder, uh, you could gain more. Or if you worked longer, you could gain more. Or do you live out a kingdom-shaped story? A kingdom-shaped story. Now, what is a kingdom-shaped story? So if you look at the whole of Scripture, you look at the whole of the Bible, there is a narrative that is played out and is playing out in terms of the macro as well as the micro. So there is a, a macro, big picture, uh, yeah, big picture story over the Bible from Genesis through to Revelation. You will also find, say, let's pull out an example, the story of Job. There's a story, you know, the story of Job uh, has a uh, structure to it uh, that you can experience uh, a narrative. Uh, okay, let me just explain what this is first. Okay, so the Bible has a story wrapped within it of creation, decreation, recreation. So if you look at the book of Genesis, God creates the world. It is perfect. Then in Genesis 3, we have decreation where humanity fails. We break what has been given to us. Uh, so through from Genesis through the Old Testament, we have the story of decreation. Humanity barely holding it all together, trying to redeem, but ultimately failing. Then you hit the Gospels, the gospel of recreation. And in the Gospels, we have Jesus Christ who comes. He dies and rose, it rises again for recreation. He's redeeming and recreating humanity. And then in the end, a book of Revelation, uh, where all things are made new. All things are brought back together. Uh, and you have uh, heaven coming down to earth, recreation. So over the Bible, you've got the story of creation, decreation, and then recreation. Now, I love the word recreation. Uh, it's where the word recreation comes from, to be recreated. You know, when you do your hobby or you have time off and you, you are doing uh, recreation time, you are being recreated. Um, so there's this story of the whole of Bible from creation to decreation to recreation. And not only is it over the whole of Scripture, you, you also see it in stories like Job. Job is created... Uh, he has a family uh, and then he gets sick his wife dies he loses his children and he loses his home he's decreated the story wrestles through what does it mean to be decreated what does it mean to be a, have a life that's falling apart then at the end right at the very end of the book of Job we have this recreation where he has a new family so there's this story of creation decreation recreation over the whole of scripture and over people's lives and you see this in say peter you know jesus calls him creates him as a disciple uh, he then rejects jesus he's decreated uh, he's falling apart then uh, jesus calls him three times to, to love his sheep and he recreates him and repositions him uh, as his disciple so this is the overarching story so creation 
uh, is essentially a world without sin, a world without sickness, a world without suffering. Humanity is fully alive, fully in a relationship with God and fully in a relationship with one another. That's what it means to be created into this creative relationship, in a relationship with God, relationship with each other, fully alive, no suffering, no sin. But then decreation comes. It's a life that is turned in on itself. Suddenly our needs, our goals, our ambitions are all that matters. And in decreation, suddenly it's all about yourself. It's about you as an individual. You're disconnected from God. You're disconnected from others. Uh, you've got your own goals. You've got your own ambitions. All that matters in life is you. And essentially you're separated from all the things that bring life. And then recreation uh, then is the resetting of the system back to how it was always supposed to be fully alive, fully human, fully in a relationship with God and a relationship with one another. So creation, decreation and recreation. Can I just go back and read what Norm said in my dream? Many of us feel like bad Christians, so we try harder we pray more we strive to be better christians faith in jesus is not about trying harder but about a story to find ourselves in a story to find our hope in when i say story many will question if the story is real or true the story was an event in time that happened that we are now invited to rest in not strive for jesus invites us to abide in a story abide in a story an event that's like his hands holding us, an event of hope and grace, resurrection and restoration. It's a story we now simply live out, living out grace, hope, resurrection and restoration. So there is this story, it's this story that we are invited into. It's a story where we are created by God. We have fallen short. We've been decreated. But now because of Jesus, that event on the cross is death and resurrection. We are now able to be recreated back fully human, fully alive, fully in a relationship with God, fully in a relationship with one another. God is recreating us. And now, friends, we don't need to pray more and strive more and be better Christians. We are invited in to living out a story. We are invited to live out a recreation, uh, a resurrection story. As we are invited to live out the story where we help others who have been, become decreated to become recreated. We are here so that our neighbourhoods might be recreated. Our workplaces might be recreated. Our friends and our family might be recreated. I want to ask you, or I want to you know, challenge you or call you. I don't know quite, quite what it is. Rather than saying to yourself, I'm a bad Christian, I need to try harder, I need to play, pray more, I need to read my Bible more, I need to turn, turn to church more, I need to be a better Christian. Could you actually turn that over and say, no, because of what Jesus has done for me in his story, his death and his resurrection, I now live out this same resurrection story, this recreation story. So now because of what he has done, I enter into his creation decreation and recreation that wherever i find myself my job is to practice that resurrection to practice recreation 
And rather than criticizing and paralyzing ourselves, saying we're not a very good Christian, maybe we could daily live out recreation. What can you do today that would bring about recreation in somebody else's soul, in somebody else's life, in somebody else's relationships? Could you help them be recreated by speaking a fresh word over them? by redefining their lives in some way say no you keep talking about yourself this way why don't you talk about yourself this way um helping them see themselves in a different framework could you help in the work of recreation in somebody else's life the call of a disciple of jesus isn't to pray better or read the bible better but is to be people who practice this recreation story, practicing out uh, what Jesus practiced out 2,000 years ago, but also practiced out in our lives, where we were created, then we were decreated, and now he is recreating us in his image. Can we practice that in somebody else's life? So there you go. My dream with Norm MacDonald as he preached to my fictitious congregation on a church weekend away that never even happened and many of us feel like bad christians so we try harder we pray more we strive to be better christians faith in jesus is not about trying harder but about a story to find ourselves in a story to find our hope in when i say story many will question if the story is real or true the story was an event in time that happened that we are now uh, invited to rest in not strive for Jesus invites us to abide in a story, an event that's like his hands holding us. An event of grace, an event of hope, an event of resurrection, an event of uh, restoration. It's a story we now simply live out, living out grace, hope, resurrection and restoration. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a great week.